Hey everybody, what's up? Sagi here, and today we have a very special episode. So we are now on episode 97 of the show, and we are closing in on our 100th episode. So what I chose to do is to highlight some of the most popular shows and some of the shows that were most impactful to me in the next couple of weeks. So you can enjoy shows that you probably haven't heard yet, but are super impactful. So what we're going to do today is I wanna feature episode number 51. And by the way, the show was branded Mindful and Ruthless when it first launched. That's how I branded it at the beginning. After that, I changed it to Creativepreneur and only then I changed it to Commit First. I'm not going to change it anymore, I really hope so. But at the moment, I'm pretty happy with Commit First, but it took a while. So at episode 51, I was talking to Dr. Ryan Godfredson, who's an amazing author, researcher, and consultant on the topics of mindset. And Dr. Ryan Godfredson, he wrote an amazing book. It actually hasn't been launched when we first did this interview, but it's a book about four types of mindsets that uh, we all have. And in this episode, he introduces that concept to me. It's just an amazing concept. It's not a concept, it's like basically science, but you can check it out. Enjoy this episode, everyone. Very impactful episode about the four types of mindsets. And after that, you can go ahead and listen to episode 67 when I brought Ryan back when he published the book. And if you wanna get the book, by the way, it's called Success Mindsets, and you can get it on Audible if you wanna listen to it, or you can get the book, uh, just buy it on Amazon, like hardcover if you wanna read it. But anyways, it's just an amazing book, and I really recommend for you to read it as well. So enjoy this episode, everyone, and let me know what you thought. You can tag us later. You can uh, find me at Sagishra on Instagram, please feel free to send me a DM or just tag on your stories to let me know if you enjoyed and got some value from this episode. I would love to know you're here. Obviously, if you can go ahead and, and rate us on iTunes or tell a friend, that would be the best way for you to say thank you for a good episode. And I hope this was a good episode for you. Enjoy the show. to the show and uh ryan great to have you here man yeah thank you so much for having me on i've been looking forward to our conversation dude definitely me too and um like so uh, just to anybody who doesn't know i'm gonna i'm gonna tell the story of how uh we connected because it's i think it's pretty awesome so um you have um this um, um lady helping with you helping you with like getting on other people's podcasts by sending emails to people with relevant uh shows and I got an email like that. And like usually most people who have podcasts are used to these kind of emails. Um, that like, do you want, like, can I, can we suggest this and this person to be on the show? And uh, usually those emails are not so relevant. And if they are, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, you know, usually pick people for your show and don't like, you know. Um, but this was an email which was very intriguing. And I saw um, it, it held a link to a personal mindset assessment. So I went in and I took the assessment. It was like a full on quiz where like it asks you about like your mindset and stuff. And you fill out like kind of like a, uh, this quiz. And at the end, it, it totally gives you a full analysis of like your specific mindset. And it was amazing, man. Like, so um, I said, I got to have Ryan on the show. Um, and, um, and so thank you for that, first of all. Um, and no, for sure. Yeah, thank you. That means a lot. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and, and we will link to that uh, in the show notes for sure. So uh, we will link to it in the show notes. And, um, and so, uh, Ryan, you are a mindset coach. Uh, you coach leaders on how to improve their mindset and uh, get to 
um, a level of success, basically get them to the next level themselves. So can you tell me a bit about that? Um, like, what's the process of taking anyone and bringing them to the next level? Yeah, so I, I love talking about mindsets, obviously. And here's the premise that I operate under, is that our mindsets are foundational to everything that we do. Right. So I think if we, I think everybody, we're, we're gunning for success, but there's multiple layers below success. And I don't know about you, but if I want to, if I've got a problem or a limitation, I'm going to be most successful if I get to the root of that problem or limitation. And so when it comes to our ultimate success, um, there, as I mentioned, there's different levels. So the level below success is our behaviors. So another, stated differently, how we behave determines our success. But, and I think that that's about where 90% of the people focus is this connection between behaviors and success. But there's still some levels deeper than that. The next level down is how we think about our world. So the basic idea is how we think about our world determines our behaviors. So, for example, if we think we could be successful as an entrepreneur, we're going to start a business. But if we don't think we're going to be successful, then we won't engage in the behaviors of starting the business. Right. And so that's the next level down. And, and I'm going to guess about 9% of people are at that level. And then there's only, what's that? 9% of people? Yeah, 9% of people. So we got 90% of people that are focused on this relationship between behaviors and success. We got 9% of people that focus on the level of thinking, how they think about their world determines their behaviors, their behaviors determine their success. Uh But there's 1% of us that focuses on the level below our thinking. And that's how we see and interpret our world. So how we see and interpret our world shapes how we think about it. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a couple examples of this. Um, So one of the things, I'm a professor at Cal State Fullerton, is one of my my main job. And then I, I do consulting and training and coaching on the side. And one of the questions that I ask my students on the first day of every semester is, And this comes from a book uh, by Brene Brown called Rising Strong. And the question is, do you think in general that people are doing the best that they can? Hmm. And and what I get, and I have people actually stand up and go to one side of the room or the other, depending on whether it's a yes or a no. And I get 90% of my students that go to the side of the room that says, no, people in general are not doing the best that they can. And then I've got 10% of people that are saying, yeah, people are doing the best that they can. But as we dive into this, we come to realize that how we view others, whether or not they're doing the best or not, shapes how we think about them and then how we behave towards them. So if we don't think that people are doing the best that we can, we have a tendency to be really critical. And in fact, Brene Brown um, in her research has found that those who don't think that others are doing the best that they can, they struggle with perfection perfectionism, perfectionism, and shame. But those that see others as doing their best, they're much more sympathetic, much more empathetic, much more caring, much more willing to help others. So what this gets down to is how we see our world, again, shapes how we think, how we, be, how we behave, and therefore how successful we are. So at, really, again, mindsets are foundational to everything that we do. So if we can awaken to our mindsets, 
we could start to, to address the problems or issues that may be holding us back or much maybe leading us to feel stuck. And, and so that's why I love focusing on mindsets because again, it's foundational to everything that we do. Got it. All right. All right. Cool. So, um, I, I think, wait, so sorry, this had a pop-up open for me. Um, so I think in terms of, um, like, people thinking they are doing the best i guess it's most of the times i mean like it, this community the people here in this community are people that are um entrepreneurs or people that are into self-development so they they probably heard about like you know how like the, they know they need to improve their mindset they're like aware of the problem um and they, I guess most of the people read books where, um, maybe I'm totally wrong here, but I read so many books that talk about this and I'm like, I, it's totally one of the things I believe, I bet everybody believes as well. It's like people, whatever people think, like they're right. Like if they think they can't, they can't. If they think they can, they can't, right? Yeah. Um, and I know that you have a quote and I love that quote when I heard you um, say it on, on an interview uh, you were on um, when I was doing the research here. So it, it, it said, you said, um, we think that the way we think is the right way to think. And yep. it's, it's just that. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, but my question to you is this. Like, so um, one of the things I've been working on besides myself is also thinking about how do you take people as leaders, right? We are leaders. We want to influence others. We want to help others succeed. Like, that's what I'm doing also, like, as a coach. That's what you're doing as a coach. But so... How do you take others that have mindsets which are the fixed mindset and um, and mindsets that are really hard to work with and change that? Because like like some people with a fixed mindset, I'm just like I, I feel like I'm I'm finding it really hard to get them past themselves. Um, and it's like no matter what I try, like and I'm I'm saying to myself maybe maybe you know it's not enough being a coach. You know you should be a, sh a shrink or something. I I don't know. But yeah. Think? No, for sure. So one of the things that I recognize is that you're wearing glasses. Right. So I guess uh, my guess is you wear glasses co pretty consistently. Yeah. Uh, so when you wear your glasses throughout your day, do you lose consciousness of the fact that they're on your head? Of course. Right. So if we wear glasses throughout our day, we're going to lose consciousness of the fact that we're uh, that they're there. And we're going to lose consciousness of the fact that they're shaping how we see our world. Mm -hmm. But if we could become conscious of that, then it's like, oh, I'm wearing glasses here. So if your glasses get foggy, then, then or, or you got a fingerprint or you recognize the fingerprint on your glasses, all you have to do is take it off, you know, clean it off and put them back on again. All right. So our mindsets are just like glasses. There are mental lenses that shape how we view the world. And we've been wearing these mental lenses our whole lives. So we largely haven't been conscious of them. And, and so if we could be... And they're causing us to see the world usually in imperfect ways. And that is preventing us from seeing the world in a better way and being more successful. And so if we can become conscious of these lenses, then it empowers us to be able to, uh, oh, I'm wearing glasses. Let me take them off and let me put yeah. new ones on again. So at, at the surface level, that's kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But where it really gets interesting is when when essentially we could get into the cognitive psychology uh, behind our mindsets. Yeah. Because really what our mindsets are is they're neural connections within our brain that cause us that 
that fire more rapidly than other neural connections. Yeah. So let me, let me give you an example of this. So some people, and you, you brought up the idea of fixed and growth mindsets. These are probably the two most popular mindsets and most well-known mindsets. So when we have a fixed mindset, we see challenges and failure as things to avoid. Mm-hmm. When we have a growth mindset, we see challenges and failures as opportunities to learn and grow. Yeah. And so each of us can see challenges in, in either perspective. But we've got our mindsets mean that if we see challenge and failure as things to avoid, that the neural connection associated with that is stronger than the neural connection associated with seeing challenges and failure as opportunities to learn. And because that neural connection is stronger, it fires more rapidly. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that becomes our, our automatic reaction to seeing challenge and failure. It's not that we can't see it as opportunities to learn and grow. It's just that that's that second nature to us. That's not our first nature. Right. And so if we want to shift our mindsets, really what we've got to do is we've got to change the neural connections in our brain. And the, the awesome thing about this is all of the research on mindsets says that we can, we can shift these neural connections in, uh, by writing two paragraphs, by watching a three-minute video, by engaging in a 15-minute training. And these interventions have effects that last two to four weeks down the road. And so what this means for us is, yeah, two to four weeks. And so if we, if we want to shift from a negative mindset to a positive mindset, we've got to engage in, in these positive interventions repeated over time. Okay. And as we do that, we're actually changing the wiring in our brain. So, so that's we, kind of the basic idea. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it makes total sense. And when I'm thinking about like, um, you know, one of my coaching clients who's having a very hard time getting past herself. Um, so um, I, I bet she's listening right now. So, hey, but, you know, like um, she's, she's just having a hard time. And I'm really trying to help her get the past, um, past the idea that, you know, she's not, she doesn't know why, but she can't get past herself. That's like, she's conscious. She can get past herself. We talked about the mindset thing. We're ta- like, I, I get, I gave her a boost of motivation and, you know, like, um, like a way to think more clearly. Um, but then again, like a week later we talk and she's back at the same place. Um, or, um, we tried changing habits. So I, I told her like, all right, let's, let's do something with habits. Like what are the three habits that you need to have in place in order to, um, in order to have the success you want in life. And, and based on our vision, we took and created a, a three habits. And I said, great. So now there's three habits. You're going to be, um, you're going to exactly what you're um, saying you're going to do, you're going to do. And that's what going, what's going to create a, a, a better version of yourself. Let's do that and send me a picture every day of you, like, you know, in the last activity. Um, and then after three days, she quit again. Like, so it's like everything, every, like, it's just hard. I know how hard it is for people to get past themselves. For me as well, by the way, I'm finding it hard for myself to get to my next level. I bet everybody is. Um, yeah. So, so how do we, how can we take those people um, and really, maybe what are the inter- interventions that they actually need? Yeah. So one of the things that I want to point out is I, I kind of talked about this pyramid, right? So that we got success at the top and then we got behaviors, thinking, and our mindsets below that. And so when we talk about changing habits as a way to, sh- to change our success, um, really we're focused on that behavior level. 
But as we as we shift behaviors forward, but our mindsets stay the same, our mindsets will continually resist that change. And so that's that's what's going on. And so a much better approach, again, is to start at the foundation, push the push the mindsets forward. As we do that, our thinking will naturally follow. So will our behaviors and so will our success. And so how, how we go about doing this is, and I think we have a tendency to make it more difficult than what it really is. Uh, so um, is, is English your native language? Um, it's actually Hebrew, but I'm, I'm also like English speaking, I guess. Okay. So, so you have experience picking up more than one language, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if we want to learn how to count to 10 and become fluent in counting to 10 in a different language, do you see that as an insurmountable task? No, it's pretty easy, I guess. Yeah. Right. So shifting our mindsets, I think, is a lot like becoming fluent and counting to 10 in a different language. It's not necessarily going to be the easiest thing in the world, but at the same time, it's not insurmountable, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's elements of learning how to count to 10 in a different language that are, are very similar to shifting our mindsets. So the first step when it comes to learning how to count to 10 in a different language is we've got to learn the words associated with the numbers. In other words, we've got to put labels on these things. Yeah. That's the first step with mindsets because I think, as you mentioned, I think everybody understands that mindsets are really important. But then as I go around and I talk to different groups or do different trainings with organizations, I ask them, well, what mindsets do you need to have to be successful? And then they give me crickets. It's nothing. And so that's where, that's where I feel like I, I'm trying to add value to people's lives is I want to give them the labels for mindsets because as a academic, I, I was stumbling across all of this research about mindsets and seeing how, uh, how they were driving uh, so many positive outcomes that it led me to ask the question, well, what mindsets do I need to have? Right. And so as I dug into the, the academic literature, what I found is that mindsets have been studied for over 30 years in various disciplines like psychology, marketing, management, and education. Right. And each of these different disciplines have identified specific mindsets, but they largely haven't been talking to each other. So these have been studied uh, in isolation. Right. And so what I've done in, in terms of my research is I've just brought these together and created a framework. Um, and so the framework that I, I primarily operate with is four different sets of mindsets. Each of these different sets of mindsets range on a continuum from negative to positive, uh, which suggests that we ourselves fall, our mindsets fall somewhere along these continuums. Mm-hmm. And so if we can awaken to these specific mindsets, identify where we are on these continuums, now we can get some clarity about where we are and where we need to go. And then we start to take the action to improve them. So the, this first step is learning the language of mindsets, which, what mindsets do I need to have? Where am I at? And where do I need to go? Got it. Once we get that, that's kind of like learning uh, the words associated with the numbers. And then after we wor- learn those words, then just on a regular basis, we need to practice that. And it's not, you know, it could be a daily basis every other day, but it's maybe 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And over the course of a month or two, 
now we've become fluent in counting to 10 in a different language. Right. And, and that's really what, what, what needs to happen for us with our mindsets. Again, we need to learn the language, put some labels on these, evaluate ourselves, and then engage in regular interventions to shift our mindsets. Got it. And that makes all sense. So can you give us the, um, basically the, the four mindsets and um, kind of talk about those for a sec? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's dive into those. So um, the first set that I focus on is fixed and growth. Uh, so we mentioned this a little bit earlier. So uh, to dive into it a little bit deeper is when we have a fixed mindset, we believe that we and others cannot change our talents, abilities, and intelligence. But when we have a growth mindset, we do believe that we can change our talents, abilities, and intelligence. And the way, reason why this is so important is because when we don't believe that we could change our talents, abilities, and intelligence, and we fail, we're left to interpret that failure as though we are failures. And so when we have a fixed mindset, we want to avoid failure at all costs because we believe that that tells us that we are failures. Right. But if we have a growth mindset and we believe that we could change, then we were able to see failure as an opportunity to grow and develop. And I just want to start right here for one second, like for a question, um, because I, so I know about those two. And then like, I, I also, um, I listened to a book that was talking about like, you know, how you can, uh, definitely see like when, for instance, if you fail in your first business attempt, then you think you're a total failure, right? But it's not true. You just failed at the business attempt specific one, right? Um, yep. It doesn't mean you're a failure. And that's what, you know, people with fixed mindset, obviously they think they're a failure. People with a growth mindset, with a very um, developed growth mindset are like, yes, I failed. You know, kind of like the mental yep. toughness is their built in. Now, um, for me, it definitely wasn't. Like for me, I think, um, I, I'm not, I don't think I came for a fixed mindset 100%, but I was definitely having... Um, a lot of those issues, like I'm a failure, at least at the beginning when I really failed in business. So um, after that, I learned about mindsets and everything. Like I just started learning recently about this. But um, with my children and to anybody who has children, um, I'm really now being cautious of when they do something bad to tell them um, the thing you did was like, it was like you're, you were being mean. But then when I say you were being mean, am I treating, uh, do they take it as I'm mean? Or should I say like, and, and so I'm trying to say the thing that you did was mean instead of like putting the mean on them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Is, that, is that right or is that wrong? No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Research has found that this fixed and growth mindsets get shaped really early in our lives because of how our parents compliment us or treat us. Awesome. So when they, then they say, oh, you're so smart, that puts a label on us. And we want to try to live up to that label. Uh, and, and that forces us to develop a fixed mindset. But when we're complimented with, oh, that you put in a lot of effort, that shapes more of a growth mindset. Uh, so another exercise that I do with my kids is uh, at the dinner table, I'll ask them, did you make a mistake today? And it just cues them into, look, mistakes are normal, uh, challenges occur, and then how do, we, how do we navigate them moving forward? And so some regular interventions over time shift and change the mindsets. Uh, and, and so that's, that's a practice we're trying to do as well. Cool. And I, I think we can definitely have a full conversation on, on children, I guess, if you have kids as well, by the way, how old are you? Uh, seven and four. Seven and four. Awesome. So mine is like six and four. Mine are six. Okay. And four. Gotcha. One girl, Great. One boy. 
Uh, girl boy. Girl boy, me too. So, all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So we can talk about that for hours, I guess. But, um, but uh, yeah, I want to shift the conversation back to the four, uh, the, the, the types of mindset. So um, we said fixed versus growth. What's next? So next is closed versus open. So when we have a closed mindset, we're close to the ideas and suggestions of others. When we have an open mindset, we're open to the ideas and suggestions of others. And being open doesn't mean that we just go with whatever other people say. The, the key here is we can have a strong back, but what is important is that we have a soft front. And, and the key difference in, between people with these two different mindsets is they value things differently. Those that have a closed mindset, uh, they value being seen as being right. So they want to be seen as being right. They want to have their ideas um, supported. Uh, and, and because they want to have their ideas supported, they're not interested in new perspectives or feedback. But those people that have a open mindset, uh, they're not concerned about being seen as being right. They're concerned about finding truth and thinking optimally. Foundationally, they believe that they could be wrong. And because of that, they want to try to gain as much information to ensure that they, they're on the right track. And when we, when we believe that we can be wrong and we want to think optimally, that leads us to seek out new ideas, new perspectives, and feedback um, and, and allows us to be open to the ideas and suggestions of others. Do you, do you think it's dangerous to be open to the suggestions of others in a way? I mean, one of the things that I like personally did is um, back when I started, when I, ca when I came out of my, like I had a very rough beginning. Um, I don't know if you've heard the episode of uh, me being interviewed by Pat Flynn on SPI, but basically my story is like, I was definitely a business failure. <laughs> um, and then uh, I hired a coach from uh, the States, flew him to Israel and um, Calvin Wayman, and he helped me build a vision. And, um, and with that vision, I, like, and, and he t started talking to me about, about mindset and mental toughness and like that's the first thing that opened me up to all of this and um it was great and when i saw this was working i'm like i'm getting coaches in my corner for one like and so um in 2018 i built my first six-figure multiple six-figure business um and i i spent 70k on coaching and masterminds 70k and um it's a huge number for me at least um, yeah. um and it's and then like in 2019 i had a crash in january uh january february for me like the end of uh, january until like the end of february i had a, a huge crash in business um and that was the point where i said coaches can't help me it's just me <laughs> you know and then uh -huh. that's when i realized i can't always when i have a problem rely on other people's feedback to to tell me what to do i just can't like i'm and that's my time now to stop relying on others external feedback i'm not going to stop coaching i think it's one of the most important things ever but um definitely i, I understood the, the the danger of listening to not listening to it's not the listening the listening is easy the the reaching out every time you have a problem the the being rely relying on other people's like smarter than you uh feedback for for success um it's in you right um so I don't know. Like, what's your take on this? <laughs> yeah. So, I, again, I, I think it's important that we can have a soft back, but it's important to have a soft front. And it's not like we're having to rely upon other people. It's just when we get to the point where we're saying, I need to make some uh, strategic decisions about which path to go down, 
then then we are open to the ideas and suggestions of others. So we we yeah. say, here's what I think I need to do, but I believe that I could be wrong. So let me talk to a variety of folks and see what they have to say. And I use that information to help ensure that my thinking is as optimal as it can be. Um, so when we when we start to think that my way is the best way, then then we close ourselves to the ideas and suggestions of others. And maybe it, it could be that somebody's suggestion could really shape or enhance our business. And my guess is that based upon your experience with coaches, there's been times in which those coaches have given you a suggestion that I would have never thought of that had I not talked to you. And that, and that led me down a path that, that uh, was very beneficial for me at that time. Right. Um, and so we, we can't just, we're never going to be able to reach the levels of success that we want to, unless we're willing to be open to the ideas and suggestions of others, because yeah. there's people that have been where we want to go and, and we need their perspective. And I think that's, that's the reason why people listen to your podcast. That's the reason why people listen to podcasts in general, is okay. they, they want to just be open to new ideas and suggestions that could be a game changer for them. Right. Right. Okay, cool. So we're talking about like open versus closed, right? Yep. All right. What's the next? Next one is prevention versus promotion. So when we have a prevention mindset, we're focused on not losing. When we have a promotion mindset, we're focused on winning and gains. And I think the best way to describe the difference between these two is if we imagine that we're a ship captain in the middle of the ocean. And if we're a ship captain in the middle of the ocean with a prevention mindset, our number one focus is on not sinking. So we don't want any problems to occur. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to take any risk. We just want to maintain the status quo. Mm -hmm. But when we have a promotion mindset, uh, it's not that we're not concerned about sinking because we are, but our number one focus is on a destination and getting towards that destination. Nice. And when we have that focus, we're willing to anticipate problems and we're willing to take risks. And, and the big difference between these two is when we have a prevention mindset, we get blown about by the winds of the currents of the sea and we end up in a destination that we didn't choose. It's yeah. essentially the course of least resistance. But when we have a promotion mindset, we, be, we now become willing to brave the winds of the currents of the sea and get to the destination of our design, uh, our, our proactive design. And so that's uh, prevention is this path of least resistance, whereas promotion is I'm taking the path of resistance because that's the only way that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the elevation that I want to. Wow. That's, that goes one-to-one -one with a theory that I have which I call the boat theory. And I talk about it like, so everybody listening to the podcast already probably heard me talking about it like a thousand times. But if you haven't, if you're new to the podcast, so I'll tell you about it. Um, it's, um, so I'm saying like, always I say to people like, we are all just like an, an inflatable boat in the ocean. Like that's how we grew up with our families inside the inflatable boat. At one uh, point in time, they give us our own inflatable boat and put us on it. And then uh, we're on for, our, you know, near our parents' boat, and we're all in a current. From the day we were born, we're in a current with our surroundings, with our friends, with our families. And that current, everybody teaches us in life, our parents and our uh, schools, they teach us usually that you'll find nice islands along the way. Stay close to us. Nobody wants you to get hurt, so don't get out of the current. Nobody wants you to really stand out. 
your friends want you near, your uh, families want you safe. So everybody tells you, stay in the current with us, all is good, right? Nobody mm -hmm. actually teaches you that you have pedals, that you can pick up a pedal and row, but nobody teaches you that. And um, most people are growing up their whole entire lives just like that. But the fact is that deep down inside, we're conquerors. Like we're conquerors. We want to reach islands and we know that the islands that we want are not in the current. Maybe they are, maybe, but the, it's like a, it, almost no chance. And we definitely yeah. know that if we want to reach those islands, we can open our compass, which is our conscience in a way inside of us already, and know that the general direction is that way. We don't know exactly if we're right or, or wrong. We might be wrong, but we know the general directions of the islands that we want is that way. So we know we need to get there, but nobody teaches us that we need to pick the pedal up and steer. And those that do actually reach greatness. And then there's a whole world yeah. that opens up to you, right? And then you start steering. Of course, you can drown. Of course, it's not safe. Of course, it's out of your comfort zone. Um, but if you row, then you learn the ocean. And yeah, you get hit by you know, waves every once in a while by a storm. That's when you have to learn to put the pedals down. You know, when you get sick, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to know to just like put down your laptop and go to rest. Um, yep. and, and then if we're in a marriage, then we have um, our spouse with us in the same boat and then we both need to know and be in sync always on, on our islands and then um because if we don't we each row in different directions and what happens to a boat that is rowed in different directions it's like it goes in the same place or circles, worse, right? yep. flips divorce yep so basically like we need to make sure that we're in sync so anyway anyways it goes one and one with this theory so thank you for saying no that. i love it i yeah i love that analogy and, and let me just kind of um, because I, I think this is uh, probably a sticky point for a lot of your audiences. And it, it was for me because I look back on my life and I feel like once I learned about this prevention promotion mindsets, I realized that most of my life I've been in this prevention mindset. I've been stuck in the current, as you mentioned. And, and I've done, I feel like I've done some pretty cool stuff being in the current. I mean, I got a, I got a PhD in organizational behavior from Indiana university. Um, but, but still I was in the current Yeah. and, and I didn't necessarily realize it in, until I started learning about mindsets. And at the time um, I, I took a one year leave of absence from the university I, I've been working at and I did some consulting work with Gallup. And then when I came back from Gallup to the university, I still had this itch to engage in consulting. Um, and then I ha also had an itch to write a book. I had an itch um, to start kind of enhancing my income in a variety of different ways. In other words, I was thinking, I need to start up a side hustle. Um, but, but prior to that time, if you would ever ask me that I, if I would ever be an entrepreneur, I would have said, there's no way I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It's way too risky. Right. And I don't want to, I, I don't want to have that risk. In fact, I mean, I, I went through all of my undergraduate and graduate school without taking on any debt because I was so risk adverse to debt. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, but I got to this point where, um, where I kind of realized I've been in this prevention mindset. And at that time, in fact, I've got the book right next to me. Uh, I met a, a business leader and he handed me this book, which is the five minute journal. Oh, nice. And, oh. and he's like, and I, he handed it to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're giving me a journal. There's no way I'm journaling. 
Um, but then I open it up and I, uh, and I see that essentially it's five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night answering questions. In the morning, the questions deal with what are, what are you grateful for? What are things that are going to make today awesome? And then fill in some aspirations about yourself. And then at the end of the day, what are three amazing things that happen and how could you learn from today? Nice. And this is an example, I think a prime example of a tool that we could use to shift our mindsets because it's a regular intervention. And I realized that as I started to do this on a daily basis, I now started to get more and more focused on my destination and what was my destination and making progress towards that destination because it forced me to say, what am I going to do today to get closer to my destination. And, and as I did this, I started to develop this promotion mindset. And so really what I've been doing, I, I, I've been doing my side hustle for uh, less than a year and a half. Um, in this time, I've started up my business. I've written a book that'll, that is, uh, we're just finalizing it. It's set to hit bookshelves in the spring. Um, I have, I have a growing speaking and consulting business. Uh, in fact, one of, one of my big wins for this year is I've been working with a large telecom company in Europe um, to help uh, their, their top 700 executives develop the positive mindsets. And I'll be heading over to Germany in, in September to do some workshops with them. Yes. Uh, so I, I feel like I look back and I see my life largely as having this prevention mindset. And with that prevention mindset, I was, I was putting a cap on my potential. Uh, but now I feel like I'm much more stronger on the promotion mindset side. And I feel like the world is my oyster. Um, and, and so I hope that people could use uh, tools like this five-minute journal or even just understanding this to propel themselves to greater success. That's awesome. Man. That's awesome. And, and um, congrats on, you know, realizing this and um, taking action and like, the things that you're doing right now are amazing. And I think like just even, I bet um, the quiz on your website, that's like one part of this uh, revelation and um, yep. right. And, and like your mission now to change people's um, to, to educate people on the different types of mindsets and the book that you're writing right now, we'll talk about it um, soon. But um, so we, um, it's like just a part of it. Right. And then it causes so much greatness in the world right now. I guess like it really affects other people. And, um, and then now you getting another podcast and like we having this conversation, probably having a lot more and, um, I love it. So, uh, first of all, congrats on everything. Um, yeah, thank you. And, um, yeah, and since you mentioned, let me just put a plug in for this mindset assessment. It's free. It's on yeah. my website, which is ryangoffertson.com. It's 20 questions. And then it produces a individualized and comprehensive report of your mindsets. And, and the, the really great thing in my mind about this is it gives you, it helps you to see where on the continuum of these, the negative to positive mindsets that you stand relative to thousands of other people. So it, it is in a very, it's a very objective uh, assessment of your mindsets that's designed to help you awaken to your mindsets and once we awaken, now we can be empowered to shift them. I love it. And um, just so you know, um, I'm making a shortcut for this if you don't want to um, spell out your whole entire link. So it's <laughs> just creativepreneurmagazine.com slash Ryan. And Ryan is with a Y. Um, so creativepreneur.com, uh, creativepreneurmagazine.com slash Ryan. Um, and you guys can find it there. And also on the show notes, uh, wherever you're watching this or listening to this, 
you, you can find it here as well. So, um, Ryan, we have like just a couple more minutes. Um, we are on the fourth type of mindset. Yeah, we go through this one pretty quick. So the difference is between an inward mindset and an outward mindset. When we have an inward mindset, we see ourselves as being more important than others. And as a consequence, we see others as being objects. But when we have an outward mindset, we see others and their needs and their values as being just as important as our own. And when we have that mindset, we're able to see others as people and value them as such. And this is uh, earlier I asked the question is, do you think in general that people are doing the best that they can? This is the mindset that that focuses on. Because when we see others as doing the best that we can, we're seeing them as a person. When we see others as not doing the best that we can, we're more inclined to see them as an object. And, and so this really shapes the relationships that we have, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's in uh, some sort of social venue, is yeah. we're going to be much more successful if we see others as people as opposed to objects. Uh, yeah. and, and so uh, if... Uh, of course, I've got my book coming out, but if anybody's interested in, in greater information on this particular mindset, so there's a group called the Arbinger Institute that has written several books uh, that include Leadership and Self-Deception, Anatomy of Peace, and The Outward Mindsets. And, and all of those books are really fantastic books. And in fact, in my research that I've engaged in, one of the things that I found is it, from a leadership standpoint and the leader's effect on those that they lead this is the this set of mindsets has the strongest effect on organizational outcomes like psychological safety or trust or inclusiveness. Wow. Uh, and, and so this is a very this is a very critical mindset to focus on because yeah. really it's all about relationships and and yeah. relationships determine success. Um, and and so that's the fourth set of mindsets. So how can we develop that um, type of mindset? to be more focused on people and, and like, because I see it everywhere I go. I see it also in my profession as a, like I'm, my, I come from a UX background, like user experience. And when I come to startups, most of them think like they're in love with their own product and their own thing. And they don't even think about the users. I'm like, we are not the users, you know? And, and I'm also yeah. like finding that out about myself. Like I'm always trying to think like um, more about the people around me and the people I'm in contact with. Like, like I don't know, like the the natural tendencies. If you talk to someone, you're like, "How can they help me?" Or right, like, "How can?" And and they're like, "No, it's just the other way around." You need to think like, "How can I help them?" And by serving others, you advance in life. So how can you? Yeah. How can you um, just basically like make sure that um, comes to full fruition in your life? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think there's several levels here. So one, the surface level is we just got to learn about it. Uh, you know, when I first uh, the, when I first learned about this mindset, I picked up the book Leadership and Self Deception, and I had a I had a very strong inward mindset, and I just believed that, uh, as you kind of mentioned, I believed that my thinking was the best way to think, and I didn't realize that there was a better way to think. And so part of this is just awakening and understanding these things. On the second level is it, we can ask ourselves right questions on a regular basis, such as, am I seeing them as a person or an object? Am I being inward or am I being outward? So just little introspective questions could be really helpful. Yeah. But then I also think that there's a lot of value in diving a little bit deeper um, into into learning about these things. So there, as I mentioned, there, I, I gave you three different books there. 
And, and those will go into a lot of depth just to understand the dynamics that play out when we have an inward versus an outward mindset. And the more yeah. we understand those dynamics, I think the more empowered we are to shift. Definitely. I think it's just, uh, so like everything you just said was amazing. I, I really would love to dig deep in and like bring you on again, I think for, um, maybe more extensive talk and we can also get in topics of, of raising children. I think that would be an amazing yeah. conversation. So, um, let's call this part one, um, because definitely it leaves, you know, a taste of more and, um, and, um, a couple more things before we go is like, um, one, I want you to talk about your book for a second and let us know like what, what's your, um, what's the book that you're, that you're coming out with and when is it coming out? Yeah. So the book is Success Mindsets, the key to unlocking greater success in your life, work, and leadership. Uh, so I, just in the final editing stage of that, it'll go into a publisher by the end of the month. I'll get some pre, pre-release copies this fall. Um, I'm going to have an incentive for, for individuals or organizations that if they buy a certain number of copies, then uh, I, I would be willing to do a training for free on Mindsets. Cool. Uh, and then it'll officially hit book, bookstores, uh, probably late spring of next year or end of April, early May. Okay. Got it. Um, so when that comes out, we'll definitely update the community. Um, and, um, also, so, um, where can people, um, uh, you know, before what, where can people find you? Um, I, I, I want to ask you like, if I want to learn more, like, and, and I read, I just read, by the way, um, you are you are the placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay, yeah, right. It was amazing. It was so good. Um, yeah, so he's a great author. Yeah. So, um, what kind of books should do you think I should read, or like other entrepreneurs here listening should read to learn yeah. more? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, for fixed and growth, uh, there's a book uh, called Mindsets by Carol Dweck, which is she's kind of the pioneer of mindset research. Uh, okay. So that's a that's a fantastic book. Um, and more, and that's kind of for everybody. Uh, I, I think entrepreneurs will really love uh, Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull. So Ed Catmull is the president of Pixar Animation. And when Disney bought out Pixar, he became yeah. president of Pixar Animation. And I, I think that that book is the best business book I've ever read. So huge plug to that, that book. Nice. Uh, another great book that I love is called Principles by Ray Dalio. Oh, I, I read that one. Yeah. So that, that's really a big focus on this closed versus open mindsets mentality. Uh, I talked about uh, books associated with the uh, Arbinger Institute. Right. Uh, and I think that those, uh, there, I mean, there's others. And if you take the assessment, you'll get some other specific plugs. But for me, those are you know, if, if you've got a limited capacity to read books, those are the books I would focus on. All right, cool. Awesome. So, um, yeah, great books. And, uh, I heard about creativity and going to read it for sure. It's on my list. Um, Arbigen Institute, I haven't heard actually, so I'll definitely check that out. And, uh, Mindsets by Carol Dweck. I have one book that I started reading and it was talking about the fixed versus growth, but I'm not sure it was this one. Anyways, um, people hear this out and get those books, read them before. Um, and then, uh, be sure to get Ryan's book when it comes out. So where can people find you? Yeah. So my website, ryangoffordson.com or yeah. also on LinkedIn are probably the two best ways to connect with me. I'd love to connect with anybody and, and, and chat further. That'd be great. Awesome. LinkedIn. All right. Do you have Instagram or Facebook? Or are you active on those platforms? I, I do, but I feel like, um, and I would be, 
happy to connect through those uh, portals as well. It's just my target audience doesn't spend much time there, I'm finding. So. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, we, we spend much time there. Like uh, this community, by the way, like we spend a lot on like Instagram, Facebook. So I guess some Twitter as well. Um, but LinkedIn, definitely a link to LinkedIn. I'll link to your website. I'll find those other platforms, link to them as well. So Ryan, dude, it's been so amazing talking to you. Um, it's been For great, sure. But um, it's been definitely um, full of value. And um, I'm definitely going to bring you on again. So that's, that's a given. So um, dude, let's thank do you. it. Well, and yeah, we'll thank you so right. much. <laughs> dude, my pleasure. Hey, what's up? So it's Sagi here. I'm back again and I hope you enjoyed this episode, episode number 51 with Dr. Ryan Godfredson. Hey, have you liked it? Have you enjoyed? Please let me know by either rating us on iTunes. You can go on iTunes and give us a, a comment about like how you enjoyed this podcast. You can also tag me on Instagram. I would love that for you to share it on your stories. Just take a snapshot, share it on your stories and just tag at Sagi Schreiber and at commit.first. You can also tag Dr. Ryan Godfredson, obviously, and we'd love to hear from you. So hope you enjoyed the show, everyone, and see you on the next episode.